We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I definitely like edible audio. Oh, edible. Audio. The audible edible. Oh, we're yeah. gonna do the T-shirt, dude, with like a brownie, a gummy, with some <laughs> headphones around it. See, we can't even sell it to the right kids now. You gotta- <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? The college kids are the right kids. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I thought this was a family show. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're just laughing, man, talking. Notre Dame football, as always, got through talking top 10 coaches in college football. Expectations, the most expected game for the fan base. Is it Ohio State? Is it USC? Um, and some other things. But now we want to jump into where are your expectations? Notre Dame had, what, a four-day break, I believe, over the Easter holiday. Seven practices remain going into the blue and gold game over the next 11 days. How are you feeling right now? How are these players feeling right now, Left? Are they pretty pretty much like, all right, man, let's get this over with? You know, because they, they were excited coming into the spring, excited to be hitting people, practicing, and now they're halfway through. 11 days into the big thing, the big spring game. At this point, are they just like, man, let me make, let me stay healthy the rest of the way? You know, you want to get your work in and and staying healthy and, and, and focusing on the bigger picture, I think is always in the back of your mind, but you got to just stay in the present moment. I think that's the best way of not giving yourself anxiety of, damn, I, I got to make it through so I can at least get the fall camp, you know, because it's such an anxiety-filled situation when you're heading on some of your last years and you're like, man, I, I really want to have a great season. And spring feels so far from that, but you're you're trying to get better in, in every step of the way. So staying present in the moment and uh, thinking about the things that uh, – can help you help the team. I think more when you think about the team and how to make your players around you better, the less you think about, oh, am I going to get hurt today? Am I going to twist something today? Am I going to run? You know, so for me, I think it just became a huge mental aspect because now, especially if you know you're going to start next year, you're just like, man, I'm itching and scratching to get there. Let me be as prepared as I can. So you're in the field room more in the spring. You're trying to work on specific things, not the bigger thing in general, like JT talked about or JD Bertrand talked about, you know, tackling in space. That's something specific that you focus in the spring. So when the summer comes, that skill is going to be taken care of. So those are veterans for young guys in the spring. You just try to run around with your head cut off, make plays, uh, and, and try to mix it up as much as you can and get some attention. The young guys in the spring don't get too much attention from a taking serious because this is all vanilla. But if you can make the vanilla plays pop, gives you a great standing going in the fall camp that you have a chance to play in bigger in bigger minutes. Apple Podcast, Spotify, exclusively for the next three days over at CFB Nation YouTube channel. Subscribe, hit that like button, helps our views. Leave your messages, we respond to all. 
Home of the Misguided Passion and Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's changed for you, Left? Like we've we've viewed practice, got intel. I've spoken to people, you've spoken to people. As far as your expectations before the spring practices began, what has changed as far as your outlook on this Notre Dame team? Uh, not much. I mean, it's more probably of a realism that we'll probably start a little slow uh, until we catch a groove. Sam Hartman is is a is a regular person. He's not an AI computer where he's just going to automatically get everything we're doing to day one. And it's going to take a, a process for him to really grow into what I think, you know, looking back on it, Jack did a great job of, you know, didn't fight the, the flow too much. He just went with it. When he got taken out for Tyler, he went with it and came back in and did his job. And I think if we can copy and, and paste that type of attitude or that whatever Jack did on that approach, I think Sam Harmon can benefit from that. I think Sam has, Sam has a little bit more personality than Jack did, but it, I think it takes Jack's personality to do that kind of thing too, you know, to be able to have a young guy be on your back doing these different roles that they know you can't do, but then you, they ask you to go back in there and win the game or something like that in the fourth quarter. That's a tough challenge for a lot of guys that, some people couldn't handle it. I think Jack did a great job. Even though he needs to step it up in the XFL, man, you started hot, but you they, – did they lose yesterday or something? Yo, that squad – wait a minute. Jack Cole started like the first two weeks. <laughs> then they had another start in the third week. Then they had another start in the fourth week. Yeah, it's then crazy. Jack got the job back week six. Yeah, he didn't look too good this week. Yeah, I mean, but nobody will. I think that league is specifically about getting some film. And that's cool. You know, get some film while trying to win games, I guess. But uh, for Sam, I think the realism of watching these interviews and how people were talking about him, that, yeah, this is not a – he's just – this is him taking a, a next step himself. This is not him stepping down and helping the little brother in Notre Dame. No, he's going to Big Brother's frat party. And he ain't seen some of the stuff in, like, like at his middle school party. He's like, this is some new stuff. Yeah. I got to get adjusted. Big brother got to, you know, he going he gonna to get me in there, but I got to touch and feel and, and see different things for the first time. I think yeah. that on top of the pressure and expectations for Sam, it's, it gets, it's getting real early yeah. on. Yeah, he talked about that comfort level when he met with the media. People, let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> 
taking steps in the right direction, but you know, still learning a lot, still um, kind of trying to lose, you know, the uh, the old stuff or you know, forget the old reactions and kind of take in the new ones. Um, but it's been great, you know. They're uh, they're patient with me when I make my mistakes, and the uh, the guys up front are, you know, they, they get on me at sometimes for not saying something right or um, my verbiage is off. But uh, it's been great. It's been a great transition. Um, it's been really cool to just be a part of and. You know, there's a lot of intensity in practice, defense and offense, and the guys up front of uh, it's just been cool to kind of get in the huddle and you know spit some words out and um, you know play some football. I think that's been the best part of it. You know, comfortability or not, it's just it's great to just you know have pads on and, and be out there. I suggest that the two offensive linemen that probably get on him the most are probably Zeke Carell and Blake Fisher. Probably. Yeah, Joe Alt is probably real chill. Like it's okay. I'm sorry, man. We'll get him next time. Yeah, good job. Blake, Blake is like, <laughs> Blake is like, man, call the dang ball. Call the dang call right. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Zeke is probably turning around like, that's not the call. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, always yeah. smart. They already know everything. That's, it has to be weird, man. It has to be weird. But he just talked about, you know, just getting used to everything. It's, it's a little different. You know, everybody that automatically had him in the Heisman hunt, throwing yeah. 50 touchdowns. and Hard to do. It's hard to well, man. It's not hard to do if you're going down a level. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you, you know, going down a level in the midst of you walking in the locker room, everybody turn around and be like, that's, 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 that's. <laughs> Sam Hartman walked in that locker room. People was like, oh, okay, come on. Get get on this line and, and run this run this lap. You know, getting this weight room line, getting this, you know, just hurry up, get get a, get on board. Yeah. You know, I know you're going to take some time, you know, come on, we put our arm around you, whatever. But if he walked into, like, one of these other schools, a Virginia or something, they, that's Sam. That's the, so he knows that he's coming into a situation where it's like, man, I'm I'm trying to feed my family. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go in there and really make it happen, and I can encourage, and I, you know, respect that because that's no different than him being a rookie in the NFL. You know, it's it's a whole new language, whole new process. Not that you have to forget everything that you did in the past, but the stuff that you're learning now may be a nuance. Maybe it's a next level to what you were learning before because you got different players in a different system. So, I think he's going to be fine with these first softball games, but. It's definitely gonna get real pretty soon. And that Cap Buckner, on the other hand, my man is straight chilling. Part of your game, are you most pleased with at this point in the spring? Uh, probably decision making. Uh, I think they did a pretty decent job of making good decisions, trying to keep the ball at harm's way, um, prevent turnovers. Yeah, I think that's been good so far. And then just. The differences in Tommy's offense versus Jared's, I guess, obviously it's still similar, but I guess how would you kind of adjust the small changes in that? Yeah, uh, roots and bolts are still the same um, formations, motions, so I didn't have to do any real, like, you know, quizlets, note cards, study guide, you know, things like that to learn the formation and motions, but uh, they've added some good nuggets, some good new plays, some good concepts, some things like that that, uh, you know, really help this offense, could be good plays for us. Um, and also slim down some things that, you know, were a little extra weight or things we didn't use all the time. So just keep things uh, linear and, you know, keep it all compact and easy for us to go out there and operate. And then you saw the offensive line grow last year. I guess, have they taken a step forward this spring so far? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys were here for practice. Yeah, we hit a big run, like, first play team. Uh, we got counted. It looked awesome. Um, so those guys are work their tails off every single day. Um, they work unbelievably hard and, you know, shows on the field. So the convo about the offensive line with Tyler Buckner is, oh, man, they, they're killing. It's just and a lot of – running play, and then, you know, Sam Harvin's like, yeah, sometimes they get on me for calling the wrong play. I'm saying the wrong thing. It just shows the difference in level of comfort of what they're dealing with at this point in time in the spring, you know, Sam and it's Hartman. funny because Sam, I mean, Tyler Buckner's like, yeah, we're just condensing everything. It's like, you know, we cut off a lot of the extra BS. It's just really, really focused, like small right. deal. Sam's like, man, I have to learn all this new stuff, and there's a lot coming at me, and I'm missing some calls here and there. So it's like, are we trimming the fat or are we adding fat? 
Looks well, like it's added for Sam Hartman. I mean, it looks like a whole bunch of. But that means like, what offense are we doing? If we trimming fat for Tyler, or is that is that Tyler telling us, yeah, we got our got my package real small now. That was cool. I just run a couple times. I throw a couple times. Or is he saying like, whereas Sam is like, we have to add a bunch of stuff. We're doing this also and building on what Tyler's doing. Like so, I think it's an interesting perspective. Uh, would love to see what it looks like in the spring game when we out there. Uh, how they kind of put it together last year? They gypped us. They they didn't get a chance to put Tyler in the game, so we got to see Drew throw a whole bunch of picks and bad passes. But this game, it'll be interesting. Maybe a little more competitive. Uh, Drew first, Sam maybe, and uh, see what goes from there. Like you left the podcast. That's interesting, man. I feel like more than anything, if anything has changed, I think the expectations for the defense has changed more than anything for a lot of fans because there are a lot of fans that were truly concerned about this defense in multiple areas, including the defensive line and linebacking court. But based upon intel and what we've heard, have those been alleviated totally? Probably not. Do people have a little bit more faith based upon what they're hearing and what they're going to sit up and watch for on that Saturday afternoon, April 22nd? Probably so, but at the end of the day, it's Notre Dame. And the one thing you should have are athletes, elite athletes, some of the best athletes from around the country. And that hasn't changed. You know, that was one of the things I tried to tell people even when they were talking about the defensive line. Like, look, they've recruited four stars from everywhere in this defensive line room. If they don't turn into anything, that's a bigger question. Yeah. Talent shouldn't be the issue. Talent shouldn't be the issue. Talent shouldn't be the issue. Javante Jean-Baptiste has been a pleasant surprise. He's a little bit stronger and a little bit faster than they thought. You know, and sometimes you're asked to do certain things in one defense that you're not asked to do in another defense. And maybe he gets to come over to Notre Dame and be that guy, be the guy that just strictly is a heat-seeking missile when it comes to locking on to the quarterback in passing situations. And that might suit him better than being or being asked to do what he was asked to do for the Ohio State Buckeye defense. But ultimately, he has really kind of Twofold. You don't want your two tackles to get bored during the spring where they just overmatch everybody. Right. Like Joe Alt, man, out of 20 reps that he might get in a practice, he might be in trouble maybe twice. Maybe. But with Jean-Baptiste performing the way he's performing, he really is giving both of the tackles some good work. Yeah. You know, so that that is beneficial. The defensive line, my expectations for this defensive line have been raised, left. Have been raised. I felt pretty good about the defensive backfield. But yeah. even my – look. It's, it's crazy that I'm about to say this, but my expectations with Benjamin Morrison have been raised. Raised to to what, Thorpe? I don't know what that dude is about to do. All I know. Now, listen, now, seven picks is hard to do in one season. Look, man, it's not about the numbers and the picks. Oh. I'm trying to tell you I watched this man take a practice personal. Mm. I don't know what ticked him off or what motivated him. Right? Because we heard all this buzz about Tobias Merriweather. I sat right there and watched Tobias Merriweather lock in with him for a full practice and get nada. Zero. How many targets? Don't matter because I know he picked one off and knocked at least three down. Ooh. Oh, he's. 
plays too. He ain't just these are plays made. So locked him down, locked Deion Cozy down, Caleb Smith, whoever. Oh, it didn't matter. He was just and, he, and like and I said it and I'll say it again. He was playing off coverage. We're playing off man. No, I'm right here. So I ain't gotta go far. What's up? I'll just be right here. And I still have yet to see any of those clips be floated out by Notre Dame media. Which is smart because they're giving incredible buzz to this offense. That's right. They're giving incredible buzz to this offense for Notre Dame. They're trying to convince us now that this offense ain't going to look the same. Man, look. Cam Hart should eat this year. You hear me, Left? He should eat. They're going to try him for they, sure. they definitely going to try him. They don't want to try. They don't want to try Ben Morrison. They're going to try Ben Morrison. They're definitely going to try him. I'm looking forward to the Ohio State game. If it was by position, by position, I'm definitely looking forward to Benjamin Morrison against Marvin Harrison Jr. Give me that all yeah. night. All night. Oh, they're probably going to put Cam on him. Why so? Go ahead and explain that. I think Cam would just want the matchup, probably like call out for the matchup. Now, both will probably be on him at some point, but I think Cam wants the matchup. I think Ben Morrison will do it, but I think Cam wants it, if that makes sense. You know what? So basically take Benjamin Morrison and put him on a Buka and totally take a Buka out the game. And then if you want to help, if you want to help at times with Harrison, you really weaken their passing offense because you've already taken away one receiver. Whereas if you're going up against Harrison Jr., you figure he's going to win some, you're going to win some, and then Cam is on Ibuka, and Ibuka kind of worked Cam over a little bit, even though Cam was hurt with that hamstring. Yeah, I think year. I think Cam wants to. I think it's better to put Cam on. Uh, on Marvin Harrison Jr. because of the quarterback, I don't think the quarterback is going to be thrown into Marvin Harrison Jr. like CJ was. No. I think the quarterback's going to try to stay more in the scheme of the offense, which will be better for Cam on Marvin Harrison Jr., which will be even better for Ben Morrison on their second and third guy, which is going to make it hard uh, yeah. overall. I think overall for the past offense, Wild State, because we got depth. At secondary too now, so yeah, we got Jay Mickey still, got Ryan Barnes is playing better. Clarence Lewis is back there, you know. So I think for us, I would start it like that, and then as the game goes on and Marvin Harrison heating up or whatever, we could always throw a bit more soon, which I think would be a good change of pace. Because mm. I think Cam is going to be a great a battle. But then if you throw Ben Morrison in like third, fourth quarter, it just I think it'll really lock the house. Because mm, now Marvin has to adjust. He has to adjust. Just when he's getting used to his releases on Cam. Just when he has to consider, I mean, um, just to be cons- uh, a, a better player almost. We we yeah. you know, we won't we aren't gonna say he better, but he ain't he ain't worse. Yeah. So then you put equal to better on a guy who's been trying to battle with a guy he's kind of getting the best of. Third, fourth quarter, Ben Morrison's like, oh, let me lock in, you know, put the straps on. And and that's how you would take him out of the game, in my opinion. Because I think we'll play a lot more man than we had before. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. We had to, man, we had to confuse CJ. Yeah, we were doing so. The quarterback CJ is, we had to confuse him, and they did a great job. Al Golden did a great job of confusing him pre snap. Up until the end. Up until the end. So, yeah. Someone asked, who you think is going to win? You've talked about this before. Troy McIntosh said, who's going to start at quarterback for Ohio State? Uh, Kyle McCord is going to be the starter, um, in my opinion. If if they had any chance, it would be Kyle. I think they got a Devin Brown kid or something like that, or Noah Yeah, Brown. Devin Brown was the number one quarterback in his class. Kyle McCord was number four. You've actually seen both. I've seen more of Kyle McCord. I, you know, I think Kyle has a lot of good qualities, you know, but we'll see against Notre Dame where he'll be challenged. I don't think he'll be really ch- – well, 
in the Big Ten, he'll be challenged. You know, you got Michigan, Penn State. He'll go through the gauntlet. But I think Ohio State will look a lot more normal and conference fitting than they have in the years before. And I go look like a superpower. They look like a competitive team in the Big Ten. But I don't think they'll have the 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 best quarterback in the Big Ten, which usually separates that team from the conference as the pack leader, is the best quarterback in the conference. And I don't think Ohio State has the best quarterback in the con in their conference this year. JJ McCarthy's better. Mm. So if you got the best quarterback in the Big Ten, you usually have the best team in the Big Ten. Ohio State's been running the gamut for so long that Ohio State will be good, but they won't be where everybody's trying to beat them. They're trying to beat Michigan, who has the best quarterback in their conference. As my boy would say, those do be facts. <laughs> Seriously. Those do be facts. So this is the year where we can really pounce on Ohio State. Because I like both our quarterbacks better than Kyle McCord. Just because I've seen bars. Yeah, you know, I just I haven't seen Kyle play him serious time, you know. Shout out to Ben Staples, by the way. Now, the linebacking core, from what we're hearing, <laughs> that seniority thing that you talked about at the beginning of the show seems to be winning out at the linebacking position. I, for one, feel like I've seen everything that I'm going to see from the, the veteran linebackers. Yeah, we, we know what they look like. And more than anything, we just want consistency at that position. Just make the plays, right? Playing linebacker is similar to playing shortstop. Just make the plays, man. Because if you make the plays and the vast majority of the ground balls come to you, that means our defense overall is going to be pretty good. And if these linebackers just make the plays, the, sim the simple play, I'll do. You don't have to go in the hole, jump, throw a two-hop over the first to nail the guy by half a step. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about the regular ground ball right there to you. Look at it to your hands, get it over the first, and take the out. Take the simple plays. Can a Notre Dame linebacking core just make the simple plays that are right there in front of them? That's going to be the key, in my opinion. I think my expectations for the linebackers have kind of been level, in my opinion. If we do the seniority route, yeah, I think they would be – you know, you get what you got. And I think we know what we got with our linebackers. So if it's that way, then the expectations is limited because we only we know they can only do so much. I think if they were to be uh, more varied in their linebacker choices, I would, I would have a higher expectation because there's more potential for who knows what can happen when you mix the two. You know, we don't know what that chemistry looked like. We know what this chemistry looked like with the old the old stuff. Right. We done seen that formula. And it's it's decent. It's decent. But what Burger King do just two days ago? They got the spicy chicken fries. Before the chicken fries was rocking, it was probably Burger King's best thing. But they said, you know what? We, we know we got something that's decent, that's all right. But let's shake it up and make what we got better by making it the spicy chicken fries. So they added the spicy chicken fries to the menu. They added a new formula. They said the spicy the, the, the chicken fry formula is straight. It's, it's, it's decent. It gets customers in. It gets the job done. Is it beating McDonald's or Popeye's? No. But it's getting the job done. It's feeding the kids. They like the finger food and how you put the thing in the back, the little sauce in the back of the thing, and it's just real convenient. They like that. 
But Chase Burger King said we need another level and an expectation of another another level of greatness in the food industry. We need to spice them things up. Boom. Spicy chicken fries going crazy. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't recreate it. They just spiced it up. And that's what we got to do to the linebackers. Spice it up. Yeah, that formula for linebackers, that seniority thing, it gets certain things done, but it ain't going to ride the crowd up. It ain't going ain't gonna, ain't gonna to shake things up. It ain't going to make us a threat when you're walking into a game. They're like, oh, well, they got Jalen Steed in there with J.D. Bertrand. They got some coverage mixed with an explosion, mixed with some variety. They got Tula Lamaka in there that's holding things down weak side. They got Nolan Ziegler in there that's chasing things down side to side on top of Bears, making plays third down here and there. But if they go with the same formula, they're like, oh, we got tape of these dudes. Let me just see what they did on the t- – Oh, we just going, oh, empty our running back out. That's one-on-one. That's easy all day. Oh, they got Maris. We'll just get him into space. They got the sauce. So we have to switch the formula, see what works, and then produce our spicy chicken fries. And we're going to be straight. We're going to be straight. I did not know that they added the spicy. To the menu. That's interesting. Number one. Number two. I don't know. I just don't know, man. I know if you know what you got, you ain't getting further. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So give me your star linebackers that you want to see. I want J.D. Bertrand. I want Jalen Steed. I like Nolan Ziegler a lot. I haven't got a chance to see Nolan Ziegler, but if, if he is what I think he is, I will put him in there. I will go J.D. Bertrand, Jalen Steed, Maybe Nolan Ziegler. But if PK gets his weight up, I would want PK there. Slide J.D. Bertrand over. They got J.D., Jalen Steed, and PK. You got something. Maris would be my rotating guy. You know, when he's when he's full, 100% healthy, he's explosive. I'll throw him in there, shake it up weak side. But in space, I'm playing small players. I might even put Ryan Byrne at the nickel position. Ryan Barnes in a nickel position because I know that we play a team that's going to try to throw it against us. Oh, you're on mute. I don't mind the mix matching based upon the talent and different personnel. I really don't, right? I understand the veterans playing week one against Navy knowing what the Navy attack is and using linebackers that have been up against Navy before. I can rock with that. The veterans coming out week one and having more snaps. 
understand that. Uh, I expect the youngsters going into a Tennessee state to get more and more snaps so we can be ready to go by the time Ohio State walks into Notre Dame Stadium. So I think we're going to see some mixed matching going on. Series to series, half to half at the linebacker position. Uh, it might take them a full month and a half before they settle on the final three. Or at least the, the good rotation that we'll see for the majority of the season. Mm. Yeah. I want to see all of them play. Especially your boy Prince Collie, right? Don't be stingy, Marcus Freeman. <laughs> I want you holding on the guys and wait, wait. wait. Let, me, let me give you your solo shot so you can speed up, speak up for your boy Prince Collie. Let me give you your solo shot. Listen, I know he's been he's been through it. I know he's been through it. But listen, he can't go from being the young guy that's learning to now he's the teacher, and we didn't even get to see him play for real. You know what I'm saying? Let my guy PK go out there and be a football player. He's been trapped in the system of trying to be the perfect practice player, and he's lost some weight. His confidence is a little shaken. He see that man Jalen Sneed in there rocking the house early. You know, and I think PK would do really well in the mix with guys that are veteran, the young guys he can inspire because he's very talented. I think a lot about him like Niles. I think when Niles missed his window, Niles could have been way more productive and way more successful if he had that window opportunity as opposed to, you know, playing catch-up. Don't let PK play catch-up. Let him do his thing. That's my Prince Collie take. <laughs> Lucky Nothing Podcast, man. So expectations. I think my expectations going into the spring were sitting at about – 10 and 2, 11 and 1 as a team. And I really don't think they've changed that much. You know, because my, my Sam Hartman hype wasn't as high as everyone else. Yeah, because he came from Wake Forest. Well, you know, it doesn't matter what school you come from, it's just not Notre Dame. He could have come from Wake Forest, North Carolina State. It wouldn't. It wouldn't even matter. It's not the quarterback position at Notre Dame. <laughs> it's not. I'm excited to see. You know. Well, I think it was it was smart not to give him unrealistic expectations because I mean, what what expectations was he giving you before other than just being available? If if we wasn't in such dire straits in our position, Sam would just look like a regular prospect. He was obviously obviously inflated because of how bad we were on our side. So I think it's the the melding of the minds, the mixes of the two averages, and you get a pretty standard quarterback that I think is productive in ways in which we weren't. But are they going to be that much more greater than where they – impact us in winning those three games that can get us to the championship and the playoffs and that, that, that and all of that. I mean, that's what he signed up for. I can't tell the future, but I hope it's better than last year. I think we all hope that left. <laughs> like there's nowhere to go but up after that nine to four campaign. Can't get any worse than losing to Stanford and Marshall, bro. Can't get any worse. <clears throat> Lucky Lefty Podcast. So we thank everybody for jumping in today. You know, once again, remember the next three days for our podcast. You can download them exclusively at CFB Nation. One simple step while you sit here listening to us. Take your phone, iPhone, Android, tablet, iPad, whatever you follow us on. If you get your content. Go right now to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just type in CFB Nation. All right? You got it? CFB Nation is up. You got it up? Now go ahead and select it. Select the automatic downloads. And every time we upload content, it's right there at your fingertips. 
the Lucky Nuts Podcast. We're the Audible Edible, baby. You already know. We spin it different. Left, I want to give a shout out to Udonis Haslam. And when people tell you that professional athletes are on a different level, that man in the show, he and the numbers he put up yesterday, after pretty much sitting the entire season, and to go out there in the professional game and put up 24 points, that just lets you know how serious the level of talent is on that level and how much work they put in, even if they sit on the bench. So shout out to UD, three-time champion. They gave him the rocking chair after the game, his boy, D. Wade and Karan Butler were both in the building. I'll give you my Udonis Haslam story. So one of my favorite malls to go to is Sawgrass Mall in Fort Lauderdale, left. Good mall. Man, Sawgrass is wonderful. I don't know if people understand how wonderful Sawgrass Mall is. And it's huge. So... My dad gives me his valet ticket. And I'm standing there and I'm waiting for the truck to come around. We have a rental. And I see this two-tone Bentley pull up. Sheesh. And I'm like, I'm expecting like an older gentleman to step out until the valet guy opens the passenger door and this dime gets out. Mm. And I'm like, okay, who is this? And that cat UD jumped out the, the driver's side, bro. And UD isn't a star, bro. But he's a star down there. Like, I don't think you understand how big Udonis Haslam is in South Florida. He jumps out. I give him the head nod. Because you don't know how some athletes are, dude. So sometimes, you know, you don't do the verbal. You don't do the physical, like getting in that personal space. Sometimes you just have to give the head nod. And he hit me up. What's up, brother? When he hit me with the what's up, brother, I was like, okay. What's up, UD? You know what I'm saying? I, it felt good. That lets me that let me know how like the type of good dude he was. You know what I'm saying? Because you're out there in LA where like even a head knob won't even get acknowledged from some of those dudes out there. Well, you're not looking at getting no it's it's a hater city out here. So, you know, haters exist out here. So you you don't worry about it, man. You just tell your own. But you guys has them, it's definitely a legend, man. And it is a lot of respect given to him that he's able to stay on the team for so long as, Facts. you know, more than just a player, you know. And I think Facts. it's so funny. Man. They don't write those articles about him like they do Giannis' brother. <laughs> Yo, whoever that, real player? Whoever, for that, whoever that anonymous GM was, they are definitely going on the petty train for that one, dude. <laughs> he said, let me take, take a couple <laughs> seconds. No. <laughs> he didn't that's lie. Hate. That's, that's he didn't lie. That's what he did. He didn't lie. He did not lie. What do you mean he didn't lie? What do you mean he didn't he, lie? No, he did not lie. What do you mean he didn't lie? Little bro is little Huff. Come on, man. He's little yeah. Huff. I'm just saying, left. I'm just saying, but I want to say shout out to a great career for Udonis Haslam. Um, the momentary moment I had with him was mad love and respect. He's a king down there in South Beach. And uh, shout out to you on everything moving forward, man. That was, that was really, that was, that was great to see. That was absolutely great to see. Once again, we thank you guys for joining us today. Don't forget on Wednesday, we have former Notre Dame running back Lee Beckton. Former Notre Dame running back Lee Beckton would be on with us Wednesday 
to talk Notre Dame and talk about this fabulous trip from Exclusive Tours. Go to Exclusive Tours right now on your website. They have all the packages, none, golf, golf and package, August 21st to August 27th with all types of former Notre Dame players. Left hasn't told me, you know, what he's been looking at as far as golfing gear. Still shopping. <laughs> but I could, I, could, I could tell he's catching the bug because he texted me the other day like, yo, Tiger made the cut. I'm like, if this right. dude is – if he's watching early results before the leaders go out, yeah, he definitely caught the bug. <laughs> he's definitely caught the bug, man. Yeah, definitely yeah. I'm really it's crazy he made it and then pulled himself out, huh? Yeah, man. That physical wear and tear of walking the hills at Augusta. Is it really that crazy? Yeah, bro. The, I mean, you're talking about, like, you can't see it on TV, but yeah, the undulations, yeah, the undulations of the fairway and, like, the green literally being, like, 200 feet above the tee box as you what? walk. Yeah, you, you, you don't get to see it. The change. So it's the, the in between the in between the game is where it gets tough. I mean, it's a physical. It's a physical. People forget as you're playing <laughs> eighteen holes. I mean, yeah, in in a non professional really. event. Oh, so it's so it's courteous to walk. You you're not just driving. No, that's there. just that dude. Everyone walks the course. Jeez. So you got to be in shape, dog. There you go. There you go. You know what time it is. Petticoat. 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 Junction. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Stories of the Day brought to you by Adora Whiskey, AdoraWhiskey.com, and Premium American Whiskey, AdoraWhiskey.com. Hey, man. The writers for secession. You could have waited at least another two episodes, man. Y'all didn't have to hit me with the Logan Roy like that last night. Y'all messing me up, man. This season six? Yeah, dude. It's about to be a bloodbath to see who takes the throne now, bro. Good grief. Yeah, it's about to be a bloodbath. Is this like a house of cards? Succession is? Yes. It's about to be a bloodbath. I love that show. I love that show. Okay. It's, uh, uh, man. We're supposed to be getting the uh, preview of our podcast sent to us today of our website. So we're waiting for that. Merchandise is going up. April 21st. Super excited, left. Super excited. Long time coming. Live show. A location. We have the location. We're just trying to make sure how many people we can invite to come out. So right. once we get that okay, we'll go ahead and release the location. We'll be there for a two-hour show, 12 to 2. Then we'll be going to St. Joseph's Pantry and back to the South Bend YMCA. From there on, for the kick, punt, and pass competition, once again, that's April twenty first, two thousand twenty three, down in South Bend, Indiana, in conjunction with Hogan's Hero, Hopes not Hogan's Heroes, that's a TV show, Hopes Heroes, and the City of South Bend. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We continue to spin it different. So yeah, I just had to put the writers for Secession on the petty train, man. They messed up my Sunday. Had a beautiful Sunday. Good food. Good, good food family in town. You know, watch a secession and it's like, what? That? Really? 
That messed me up, boy. That messed me up. You got anybody in the petty train? Oh, man. Uh, the Russell Westbrook, they always talking like he's the reason why the Clippers are 11 and 5. <laughs> and now he's getting this big revenge on the Lakers. Stop it. He's the worst shooting point guard in the whole league. Stop it. I will say shout out to Kyle Anderson and throw Big Frenchie on the petty train. I've been telling people for years Rudy Gobert is trash. No, now that was that's not how you handle it though. Rudy Gobert is soft for hitting me or shoving him. I'm not even gonna say he punched and he shoved him. Thank you. Thank you. Because that was man, that soft little crap he did. And Especially then Kyle talking that crazy. And then Kyle was run. He dude, he ran from Kyle. Like, bruh. You did run from Kyle. If you don't punch, you might as well stand there. He halfway in the tunnel. Kyle, like, dang, all these people in front of me now. How did Kyle looked up? That cat Rudy Gobert was on the, the exercise bike. Like, yo. He was so far, Kyle was like, all right, bro, you got it, bro. Dang, you just running like that. Like, good <laughs> grief. Man. I don't know, man. If he called him, if he actually called him the word that's being reported. He called him that. You think so? He ran. He ain't got that American toughness yet. <laughs> no, he never will. He, he never he, will. He hit him like he was fencing. You know, they learned that fencing thing over here. You got to hit him back up. You know, hit him, jab him back up. You know, he on that French Revolution stuff. And shout out to uh, <laughs> Mark Cuban and the uh, Mavericks. On the super tank on Friday night, as the Bulls came to town, you talking the about Bulls, super tank? That's super crazy. tank. That's crazy. Usually, when you tank, you tank because you know they're gonna play their guys. The Bulls played their bench and rested their starters, so Dallas went above and beyond. It was crazy, left. I have never seen that many players on that many white players on Boston. I'm not gonna lie. The whole time up. I knew who Alex Picard was, or yeah. Picard, but the whole starting five was white. I didn't even know who they were. Yeah, and they looked old. Like they just got these retired players to play this last. It was a man. good game. I was like, wow, I didn't know Boston. <laughs> Boston's bench, man. Shout out to Boston. Look like Shout the. Shout out to the Heiser, the Pritchetts, the Housers. Yeah, I'm like, uh, who, who is that? Where did school playing? Court Luke Cornette. Hey. And they won. They, they got the They won the game, though. <laughs> Yo, we'll see you guys tomorrow with another edition of Lucky Lucky Podcast. Don't forget, Lee Beckton on Wednesday joins us. Have a great Monday, but most of all, make sure that you spin it different. We'll